Hi, welcome to In The Pink, sponsored by Bose. Stay home, stay healthy, stay connected. Um, yeah, on SES, Who Dares Wins, I mean, I think I'm right in saying it is Channel 4's most popular show. Rates incredibly highly, like 4 million is, for Channel 4, which yeah, is great. It's that is good for Channel 4. I think Bake Off is their biggest oh, one. But they inherited that. They inherited, they inherited it. Yeah, exactly. You created this. Yeah. Um, are you surprised by how popular it is and why do you think it is such a hit? When we first filmed that, first, I had no idea what it was going to be like. I thought it was going to be another little flash in the pan, got a few viewers, but didn't get recommissioned. It was a great experience, and I'll learn from that and maybe go on and do some other work not dissimilar to it. But mm. it wasn't. It it sort of blew up quite big to begin. Well, it it's organically grown, but it did do quite well in its first season. Mm. Um, why is it so popular? I think because it is quite real. We don't. It is all. It's as authentic as we can make it without breaking any rules, um, and because it's about real people and their struggles and how they get through that and how they can move forward with their lives, hopefully. Mm. So I think I think people can relate. To, uh, the casting's good. And I think loads of people watch it wondering whether they could do it. Yeah, yeah, I reckon there's a lot of that. I'm sure, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I think... It's just, I think people out... They, like, there's people out there that think that they can do it or wonder how they could do on it. Mm. Now anyone out there could do really they could do well on it, but they people psych themselves out, and the only thing that lets them down is their head, because you don't need to be that fit to do it. You are well, that's a lie. So do you think well you definitely have to be fit to you do have it? To be so fit, for God's right. sake, right? But um, do you think that it kind of came as part of this? I don't want to say revolution because I don't think that it, it is as you touched on before, gone far enough yet. But do you think it has come, like, dovetailed in with this whole wave of talking about mental health more and therefore people are just sitting up listening in a way and prepared to communicate in a way and prepared to look at themselves in a way that they haven't been able to before? Yeah, I think... I think the the TV show does it in a really subtle way. It's not like you've got to talk about mental health and you've got to talk about your issues and this is how you get over it. It's just like, it's basically just watching, we, we basically run a 12-day course, that's it, and there's people, and you know, there's a little, there's very little of it produced apart from like all the gnarly tasks we get them to do, which obviously need producing because you've got to be at a certain place, certain time, health and safety, all this sort of rubbish. Not rubbish, you know what I mean? Very important. Yeah, very important. But all this, you know, all the other bits and pieces in the background, edit that bit out. We just had a mayor of health and safety as well. Um, So, yeah, apart from that, it is just, it's a natural way of watching people get put through the meat grinder, but also at the same time talk about real things that have happened to them that they feel they need to sort of work out. Mm. And then, and then in turn the viewers kind of hold up a bit of a mirror to themselves and yeah. probably ask themselves questions they haven't before. Yeah, I think it does encourage people to ask those questions because there's a group of people and all the people that come on it, and you know, as much as they can do our heads in, like hats off to them, that's awesome to be able to come out and talk about whatever it is you need to talk about. But in the process, what that does is it gets people to do the same things to themselves. 
and maybe it inspires them to go and maybe get help or talk to someone. The amount of people that message and say, oh, thank God for that show. It's made me want to go and talk to someone about whatever's going on in my life at the moment. And you're like, oh, bloody hell, that's awesome. That is amazing. Yeah. Do you ever feel a burden of responsibility for the amount of people that do message you and ask for help or... You know, because it must be difficult, particularly when it's a stranger, to know how long to engage with them on. And, you know, obviously, potentially a can of worms when you start a conversation, but equally you want to, be, you want to help. It and is. And you, you know. Yeah, it is mega difficult. It is, isn't it? Yeah, I don't really know. And there's not a proper answer for it because there's so many messages that come through that I, as a human being, I can't immerse myself in all of them because... I will have no time for anyone in my life, including myself. Mm. And that's not taking anything away from those people that are, you know, talking to me. But I just can't. But I do try to. I do try to sort of, I'll flick through some. And if something catches my attention, then if I can help, I'll do something about it. It's so hard, isn't it? My my mum's a, a, a barrister for family in family law. Mm. And she always says that um, she finds it really difficult because... Well, not difficult, but she has a huge, feels a huge amount of responsibility because mm. it's just another day in court for her. But that day is everything to that yeah, mum, yeah. dad, child, and so she has to give a lot of herself in that respect. And every time, that, and she'll come away pretty flat if she hasn't been able to give it her all because mm. she knows that their whole lives hinge on that day in court. Mm. And I guess that must be a similar sort of thing to you. But you, you're not a psychotherapist, you're not a mm. psychologist, but you have come through your own demons and you know you're out there working on a show that is yeah. is showing all that up so it must be you know the human in you wants to help everyone I suppose. You do. There's, a, there's part of you also worries about you know when you so if I do suddenly engage with someone or someone catches me in the street I then start in the back of my mind I'm like what if I offer some advice and it doesn't yeah. it that goes the opposite way or does something else and you're like ah shit I need and so I'm all I'm very careful in saying look this is this is in my opinion and this worked for me but you are a different person altogether probably so it's about finding your own way but this is a bit of advice or whatever and when you're on the show I always wonder this because you all look double R bastards and you try not to show emotion like with the interrogation stuff well, I think you show. I think you show a little bit of it. Yeah. But how how often are you kind of moved by what you're hearing? How often do you just want to get up and give them a cuddle? Nah, never. Shut up. Um, we we have a laugh. Like me, there's me and one of the other lads. Me and Ollie have we like we've known each other a long time. We try and like we try and like break break barriers down by having a laugh with them, and trying to be a bit more serious. I think they edit it out. They don't like us being nice, but we we're not nice. We sort of, you know, if if we do something funny in those interrogation rooms with the person, you can see they become super super uncomfortable, and they're like, "What the fuck?" and they don't really know how to take you. And then you sort of like keep doing it, and then you see them break it breaks a barrier down easier than just screaming and shouting at them. Really? Yeah. So well, we you sort, sort of, of lull them into a false sense of security and then go in for the kill. Not really, like that a false sense very of security. Yeah. <laughs> I've got a very interesting story that I can't talk about about a manipulative individual oh, that you would know as well, I reckon. you have to tell me. I can't tell you because it's like coming out on the next celebrity one. Oh, shit. I'll talk to you in a bit. Uh, um, I'll tell you a lot later, so, yeah, don't we worry. Basically, we, do, we, we break them down, like we break the barriers down 
but it's not like we then go in for the kill. We just get the information we need and then we use it later on. <laughs> so we sort of, we are a little bit out of order. Well, no, no, it's for their own good. Well, there you go. That's how you justify it to yourself. Yeah. Does it feel like a bit of a game? Because at least you know that there aren't consequences in the way they would be in the real world. Everything's a game, isn't it? There you go. You even it. even the even the old, even the serious stuff was a game. I think I always used to I used to I like a few of us. There's like me, Ollie. Definitely, we always had we always had a laugh, even when things were serious. Mm. And I think that was one of the things that kept us going. Your so we do, yeah. We and we do the same now, mm. and yeah. Well, when you serve together, you mean as well? Yeah, as well as yeah, well. yeah. I mean, yeah. And we were, yeah, we were pretty roguish, but yeah, we had a laugh. I feel like a story coming on. I know. There are too many. I don't know. There's lots. Um, no, no. Go yeah, on, we, give us we, one. Oh, I don't know. We, we just used. We didn't take ourselves seriously. And that was all. That's a good thing. Yeah. Um, how have other people um, from within? Special Forces responded to you going into television, like some would say cashing in on your so past. So my, okay, before cashing in on my past, my response to that quickly is, because I get a little bit heated about this. No, no, but, um, no I, I'm not. Oh no, because like, I, I, the, the point being, yeah, I, the, the, actually, yeah, to put it straight, I, and there are people, there are people that aren't in the military that are like, you're a, you're a sellout. And my point there is, I left the military because I had PTSD. I then tried to get a lot of the work that I tried to get in security, I couldn't get because in the joining performance for a lot of the companies, it would be, have you had any, have you got any underlying mental health issues? And I'm like, fucking hell. So I couldn't get some of the big contracts or some of the big jobs. So essentially what you've got there is I'm, I've done 20 years in the military where I've learned an awful lot. It's like doing a university degree times 10 and then at the end of it you can't use any ounce of that information at all to do anything so I yeah so the skill set so I was back back to square one Mm. and then all of a sudden this opportunity came about and I was like well I'm not going to do anything that I'm never going to put my friends at jeopardy in jeopardy I'm not going to talk about secrets I'm not going to talk about how we do stuff but there is an opportunity here to to um take and so I thought, I, I, I did consider it, but it, did, it still didn't sit right with me at the, in the beginning. And I was like, oh, I don't know about this. And then for all those years when I needed support, I didn't hear from anyone. And then all of a sudden they obviously got wind of it and I get a phone call going, oh, we've heard you. And I'm like, I was a bit like, oh, so now you decide to phone me up. I'm like, where, you know, I says, if I'm honest, I need, I'm fucking skint. I've got nothing. I can't get a job because it's really hard because of my being branded with a mental health issue. And so I was like, look, if I don't do it, someone, you, you, they'll have someone else do it. And I said, you could use me as a conduit to try and, you know, move this project in a way that you're comfortable with. And I was told, no, we can't, we can't engage in that. And I said, fine, well, what do I need to do to sort of at least be sort of accepted? And they were like, well, there is a process to go through. So I said, okay, fine. We'll go through the process. We go through the process. We don't break any rules, otherwise I'd be in prison. Mm. So and that's the process? Oh, the do's and don'ts? Oh, there's just do's and don'ts. It's like a, each time we do the series, you write a letter, just get sent to them, they read it, then they send you a letter back again saying, yes, we grant you permission to work in this TV show. We must remind you not to do X, Y, or Z. Right. 
so there is a there what is happens if you here. did do XYZ? Oh, you'd go to court and stuff but really? it, that's like talking about operational information you know where we did stuff and what the code names were and all this sort of stuff stuff Which that no one's do anyway, yeah. well, no one's interested in it anyway so yeah there is you know the organisation as an organisation frowns upon it because it makes them feel uneasy that there's people out there doing this but the guys that are in the organisation who are close friends of mine, you know, there's a few out there that don't like it and we don't talk. And then I've got really, really close friends who are pretty high up and pretty influential that love it and think it's great. And what, as a recruitment tool, does it ever work to that respect? Yeah. It, I saw I've got a friend that was in, he was in recruitment for a bit, he's left now. So he, he rejoined together. He then, you know, progressed on and he was in charge of recruitment for the organisation and we were chatting one day and he was like, oh mate, he goes, um, I hate, it pains me to say this, but a lot of the young lads that come through now, we, you know, we have to ask them what, why they're joining up and where they found out about the special forces. And he says about 50% of them say that fucking TV show. And I'm like, you owe me. I should be getting commission <laughs> sure, on this. I was going to say, yeah. kick back would be nice, wouldn't it? But no, so yeah, there is, you know, this day and age, people are hungry for information and media make it you know quite easy to find out that information so you've got to roll with it and you know some people don't agree with it but I, I always make sure that I conduct myself in a way that I would be happy with if I was on the other side. Thanks so much for listening to In The Pink. I hope you've enjoyed the podcast you've listened to so far. Please don't forget to rate, review and subscribe. Check out our Instagram page at in underscore the underscore pink and you get all the details there about how you can win some of those Bose noise cancelling headphones and join the community we're all talking about the various guests that we've had on the podcast and who we'd like to see and hear in the next few weeks so thank you for joining us stay with us stay healthy stay home stay connected with this is Acast Recommends every week we pick one of our favourite shows and this is one we think you're going to love Is Facebook really evil? How do you secure your video conferences? And can you protect your privacy and still help fight the virus? Listen to DTNS and find out. We know keeping up with the latest in tech news isn't easy, especially now. That's why we do the Daily Tech News Show. I'm Tom Merritt, along with my co-host Sarah Lane, producer Roger Chang, and our regular contributors. We deliver insightful, informed analysis of what's happening in technology and how it fits into this fast-changing world. Just 30 minutes a day with DTNS helps you understand Stand and make sense of it all. ACAST is home to the biggest podcast from the U.S. and around the world. Subscribe to this show and hundreds more now via ACAST or wherever you get your podcasts. Bows.